Hi, thank you for joining me. This is Vicki. This is another episode of Intuition, Your First Sense. And this week, we are going to cover the topic of feeling tired, burned out, exhausted. Because last week, and I'm recording this in March, so know that, but last week, I felt such an overwhelming sense of exhaustion after my day. And I don't normally feel that way at the end of a, a day of sessions, even though it can be you know, a long one um, sometimes with people's emotions and the stress that's there in people's lives right now and everything. I don't usually feel depleted or drained and it whacked me upside the head. I was literally kind of like I am now at a loss for words and not really able to function or communicate. And I know a lot of it had to do with the energy that's universal. You know, we always have a uh, psychic energy that's going on in the world. And not only from a um, country perspective, each individual country has it, its, its own vibration, but then you have the world vibration and then you have the universal vibration and then you have each person's vibration adding to that. So it does tend to become a layered effect sometimes, and we don't even realize how much we're putting on. And that was some of it. It definitely did have a feeling universally that it was just a little heavy. And I felt that. And then the subject matter all day long, every session was about abuse that they had experienced. And that's hard. It's it's hard to deal with. I would not trade what I do for the world for any other occupation. Just just would not. I love it. I love helping people and sometimes it's exhausting. And I want to acknowledge for those helpers out there, the coaches, the empaths, the parents, the therapists, the teacher, the frontline, the I'm going to forget somebody. So I'm just going to say everybody who's doing the best dang thing they can do right now, we're all feeling it. And there's a, is a level of burnout that's happening. And here in the Northeast, you know, we're finishing winter. And sometimes I always feel like I'm so blessed to live where there are seasons because there's a natural beginning and ending to things. And as we transition into a new season, especially spring, it gets so excited. Um, and well, we get mud season first, but that's short lived. But it's so much of a reminder that things pass. And once I was feeling this, I felt like, boy, I really need to talk about this because those of us who are in helper positions or just to have a tendency to have a helper personality sometimes have a hard time admitting that we're tired or that the subject matter that we're dealing with is deep or that having other people's trauma in our energy field is hard. And I felt like I want to speak truthfully about this. And then what is it that I do to shake it off, to bounce back? Because you have to show up the next session. If you happen to have a tough one initially, you have to show up for that next session completely clear. And I truly believe in that. And I thought, well, maybe these practices could help other people. And then just to reiterate them, I, you've probably heard me say them if you've listened to other episodes, but I'm going to reiterate it because man, I know I need to hear things a few times 
often in order to get it really into the practice place. So if you're feeling exhausted right now, like you're working a little bit in slow motion, maybe you're having to do things a couple times because there's some mistakes there. Um, think of them as the movies, take one, take two. <laughs> um, maybe you're a little cranky, a little irritable. And maybe there's a loss of joy, which to me, when there's a loss of joy, it means that the soul connection is not quite lined up. Like maybe life has become a little bit too fundamental and I forget how to play and how to lighten up about this process because honestly, many lifetimes, <laughs> don't be so serious about this one. And sometimes you can have a difficult time thinking clearly because of all this need right now to be juggling so many different areas. Um, you know, none of us have lived through a pandemic before and the age group that we're in and the majority of the age rather. There are, I guess there would be a certain part of the population that have been through something similar, but not to this extent. And when a whole population goes through a new experience, you don't really have people to look to who have been through it, who have experienced it, who have some insights or some plans or stuff. And that does something to you, I think, as an adult, because it seems to trigger the part of, I should know what I'm doing here. I should know what is the next step. But we are all flying through this, granted in different scenarios, in different boats, in different ways, in different highways and everything. But we're all experiencing the newness of this pandemic and it's worldwide. So I feel like that adds to the confusion. It adds to the unknowing of it all. And then that adds to the exhaustion. And the, you know, there's so much excitement around the vaccines. And I am thrilled about that too, but we can't let up just yet. We have to stay the course and make sure that we're still being safe because you can still transmit, you can still get it. And that I think is difficult because it puts one foot on one side, one foot on the other. Can we? No, we can't. There's just so much confusion that it also feels like, you know, we've hit the year anniversary and we're still on this constant treadmill, um, but the speed gets keeps getting changed. You know, like if you've ever worked with a trainer and you're cruising along at, you know, whatever your speed is, mine is usually 551 is my cruising um, when everything is at heightened level. <laughs> it's not quite there yet right now. I'm still working on the back. But, um, and then Justin will come over and he'll crank the thing and you got to sprint for, I don't know, 20 seconds or something like that. That's what this feels like right now, the time we're in. There's the processing of what's not quite new, but is new, but unknown, but still becoming habit um, of the whole change to our lives, our schools and the pandemic and everything. And then there's just everyday life. You know, we're always growing, whether there's a pandemic here or not, we're going to be experiencing this ebb and flow. And you can get excited about a treadmill workout. I know people think they can't, but you can. You just got to mix it up, new music, watch a video, do some audio books, do some mindfulness, you know, that. It doesn't have to be boring or so redundant that it 
creates a heaviness as well. So, or that you burn out the motor on the treadmill, you burn out the motor on yourself. So if you're feeling any of these things, congratulations, you're human. And this episode, I hope will help you so that we could figure out what is the variety that could show up in your life right now that could reconnect you to that soul feeling of joy that your soul came in with and the human experience sometimes gets a little bit off off kilter. But I first want to really say that please, please admit that this last year has been exhausting and tiring because just doing that will help your body to feel heard. It will help your nerve pathways to feel accepted and it'll also help your system to understand that, okay, this is not forever. This is a temporary situation and temporary just is a little bit longer right now. I can't tell you what would add joy to your life, but I can tell you it's imperative. And without the infusion of the joy that is your soul level, the soul frequency is joy. It is excitement. It is silliness. And it is absolute glee about being able to have a lifetime again and again and again. Um, The human experience, it will drag on and it will continue to feel like burnout and be less fulfilling if there's not a connection to that soul vibrancy or like plug it in kind of thing. And I can feel that that's been going on with people and they're becoming, we are becoming in some cases, so focused on the day-to-day and the maybe mundane practice of that and the boredom of that, that we're forgetting that soul place. And then it does become heavier. And then the focus can be on what you've experienced rather than what could potentially be there for you. And you can feel it, can't you? Like you can feel that around you. It kind of, I call it being slimed. It feels like maybe you have a wet wool coat on. It's just heavy. And sometimes it can feel like you're unplugged from your soul. Like there's no energy flowing. If you're feeling this heaviness, this slimed, it would be a wonderful place to acknowledge etheric cords. And those are these, think of them as filaments or cords that get attached to us by having conversations with people, by thinking of someone. And they're not all terrible, but it can be very burdensome to have them on you. When I finish a session with anyone, I return their cords to them and return mine to me because then that leaves each of us in our own individual space. And that's so necessary for the energy field to not feel like um, you're powering another person. And yes, some people are very good at putting these cords to other people. So if you could get into this practice of removing cords a few times a day, that would be very helpful. The statement I use is Archangel Michael, please remove all cords. Please return them to whom they belong. Return mine to me. Thank you very much. And you can do this to situations. You can do this to scenarios. Like last night, I had a particularly disturbing dream. And today I was thinking about it. And then I thought, you know what? I'm just so done with that part of my life and that experience. If it were to happen the way I dreamed it, I'd be okay with it. 
Um, <laughs> would probably end some relationships, but that's okay. They're not the most fulfilling ones anyway. And then I thought, you know what? I don't need to go there. I do not need to get sucked into the human conditioning, subconscious processing of my dream state. I can remove cords to that and I choose to do that. So practice this and do it a few times a day because you'll begin to feel how freeing it is. Uh, usually his shoulders feel lighter um, and you won't need as much and, or have as much dependency on caffeine or sugar. So therefore you may not need the calming methods either. You know, mindless TV watching, shopping, drinking, drugs, eating mindlessly, whatever it is, because you go up and then you come down, right? And then you want something to go back up again. And a lot of the times this is because we have these cords to people and um, think of it as trying to power two vehicles off of one tank of gas. So you have to unhook and let that other car figure out how to power itself. And then what I would suggest after you do that is take that moment, you're already connecting with Archangel Michael, you may as well ask for white light to surround you because what that will do is give you a nice little hug energetically and then that will help you to feel somewhat solid within yourself and hopefully peaceful. And I know it sounds like a lot to ask you to do a few more things when it's already feeling burdensome and there's already so much to juggle, but these are the things that when you get in the practice of doing them and maybe you need a sticky note on your odometer or on the bathroom mirror or on your computer when you open it up to remind you that these things are imperative. And if you take care of your energy field, your energy field will take care of you. And then you won't feel as exhausted or drained or tired. And to my example of that day that was tough, well, I wasn't drained because I was still hooked up to people. I was drained because my heart hurt. Um, and some of that is because I understand what it feels like to have lived in an abusive situation. And I understand the, oh, the mind tricks that can go along with that. And I just felt empathy for them. And I am grateful that I'm someone who can do that. Um, and then I went for a nice walk. I removed the cords. I thanked nature for cleaning me off. I had a conversation with actually my partner and a friend and felt rejuvenated from that and then drank a lot of water <laughs> and got a really good night's sleep. So it feels like a lot to ask someone when they're feeling burdened to do something more, but it, the self-care has to be there. The energy care has to be there because it'll dissipate. Um, if not, you're going to pixelate with all the stress and, and burden that's here. And then the other thing is that you learn to get an appreciation that we do ebb and flow as humans and life is going to experience that. And it's not always in this heightened space. So I have a few suggestions for you that could be helpful because again, I think a lot of the times people say, well, just go ahead and do some self-care. And then you're standing there like, well, what the hell does that mean? Um, give me some ideas. I know when I get that tired, I, sometimes I can't even think about what to have for dinner and end up picking all night or something. So I'm going to give you a few things, like eight or nine things, and you pick a few from the list and add them to your 
Think of it as your filling up routine or your gas tank. Please choose small things. Don't go huge because the idea is not to have you feel like there's so much more on your to-do list, but rather to start filling up your energy stores so that you can navigate um, whatever exciting stuff that life is tossing at you this next week. Or then you get to experience. Life doesn't toss it at us. We get to experience it. And, you know, we are in the manifestation process of our own life. And while I do not believe we manifest everything because we're just not that powerful, I know people like to think they are, but they're not. And I have a couple episodes coming up on um, the law of attraction and manifesting. And at least my perspective of what it is and how to best um, use it. So here are some suggestions. The first one you hear all the time, I am going to reiterate it because it makes such a huge difference. Drink more water. And I do not consider if you're drinking tea that it has water in it. I am talking straight up water. Seltzer's fine. Um, I'm not talking about the sweetened water because I really do feel like we need to have very clean water that runs through us. Our organs need it. Your brain needs it. So much stuff is linked to dehydration, so much depression and a feeling of lethargy and cramps in the body and everything. Just stink and drink more water. You ideally should take in the amount of ounces that's half your body weight. So if you're a 140 pound person, 70 ounces so of water. And then if you drink other things, that's fine. So I aim on an average day, I aim for 90. And most of the time I come in at um, anywhere, depending on the workout day, because you got to replace if you sweat. I don't consider that to be my baseline. Um, somewhere around 70 to 120. Um, and yes, I do make a lot of trips to the loo. But it makes such a difference on the days where I only get 30 or 40 ounces in the headache the I don't want to do anything. It's massive. And your body adjusts. At first, you'll be <laughs> you'll be running all the time, <laughs> but your body will adjust uh, and it'll thank you. Your skin will be soft, um, <laughs> you know, and your your cholesterol numbers will go down. There's just so many benefits. The next suggestion would be close your eyes. Calm your system. There's so much information that comes in through our visual eyes. So when you close your eyes, it brings a peace because it's it cuts out automatically the it's something like 3,800 bits of information per minute or something along those lines. And that could be you're just looking around your living room and stuff and you're just taking in all that information. Close your eyes. Maybe you start with closing your eyes when you brush your teeth um, to make that a more mindful practice. You know how to do it. You don't have to be staring yourself in the mirror unless you want to do some mirror work. But I find mirror work hard to do when I'm brushing my teeth. Close your eyes. Enjoy the process. Step outside no matter what the weather. Okay, if it's a hurricane, stay inside. But step outside. You can go outside for a few seconds and I heard, I was listening to another podcast today and she said, well, in the winter it's cold. Well, no kidding, cutie. 
put some layers on and go outside. You will be fine. We don't live in Alaska. Maybe you do live in Alaska. Please be safe um, and watch your skin. But I bet you guys are out more than we are. So do it. We need it. You need to breathe the air and get outside the stagnation of your home. And if that means raising your your window up because you're in quarantine and sticking your head outside, oh, please do it. Take three deep breaths several times a day, ideally while stepping outside. If not, just get them in, okay? Pick 10 um, movement-based ideas, exercises. So 10 push-ups, 10 lunges, burpees, squats, um, step-ups, just step up onto a step and down 10 times. Um, bicep curls with five pounds, 10 pounds. These things take 20 to 30 seconds, but they will add up during the day if you do a couple of them, especially those of you that are you know, chair bound for most of your day. And the only time you're getting up is maybe to get a drink or go to the loo, which is another reason to drink more water because it'll make you get up and stretch your body and get the fluids moving. But pick 10 mobility. This is about mobility. This is not about weight loss. This is not about exercise necessarily. This is about mobility and the mobility of your brain to process and the mobility of your energy field to get rid of debris. Pick an adjective for your day. In the beginning of the day, maybe while you're closing your eyes and brushing your teeth, taking your breaths, picking, pick an adjective for your day and see how many times you can use it or experience it authentically during the day. So an example, energized, um, happy, calm, thoughtful, connected, lit up, something that describes actively your day. And then at the end of the day, just see if you made it. Maybe you didn't. And that can be the word for the next day. You wouldn't have to pick a new word. You can just recycle because recycling's important too. But pick, pick an adjective for your day or verb if you want. Um, but I like the descriptor part. I'm not asking you to do something. I'm asking you to acknowledge the energy that flows through your day and adjectives tend to work best for those. Eat one more veggie or fruit than you did yesterday. One more serving. You can do it. It's important, again, for the minerals, for the vitamins. But you know what? It's just important for the fiber <laughs> and to feel good about yourself. And it's brain food. And I think it's easy. I know it's easy. I mean, I'm a pescatarian. I eat uh, fish. I try to eat fish a couple times a week. Um but I'm very, very plant-based and there's plenty of room for me to add more veggies for my day. So if you pick one or more fruit or vegetable, I really do not care which, just than you did yesterday, you can pick a number that you cap out at, um, <laughs> but make that an intention for yourself. And as you're eating it, acknowledge it and be proud of yourself for that. You could pick one task that's easy to complete, easy. I'm talking um, taking the recycling out or answering three emails um, or I'm trying to think what I did earlier today. Oh, I updated. I call it my prosperity plan rather than a budget. I updated that to the current expenditures 
in the business and then did my personal one as well so that I could look at my own manifesting and what I needed to create for the business and which then pays me, you know, so there's a whole kind of ripple effect there. And that was really easy because it was pretty much updated from a couple months ago. So picking one task that's easy to complete, do it and then feel proud of yourself for doing it. I would love for you to do the happy dance. And when I finished recording this, there are some towels that dried in the dryer, <laughs> a little bit of a hot water tank leak um, and had to wash all my towels which is kind of nice. I uh, got that done. So I'll be folding towels when I'm complete with this. And that will be my one task today that was easy to complete. And I can feel proud of myself. Your energy field, your brain, your heart, your soul, it does not know the difference between perhaps getting all your taxes done and in and folding towels. It, you can be as happy as for one as the other and your system will dance for joy. So pick one thing that's easy to complete and do it. And this is a good thing to do with your kids too, because we can become so do this, do that, do that. Um, it's important to have those moments of celebration. And the, the last one I had written down, I'm going to reiterate because it can never be said enough. Um, make sure you're surrounding yourself with white light. Ask for that because it becomes your neutral zone and it can help to block out some of the energy that is a little funky out there. I know it's it's hard, it's challenging, it's tough to be human sometimes, but it is also a gift. And I've had people say they wish they had my view on life. You can have it, I'm willing to share it. This is why I do this because I didn't start with this, <laughs> you know, this was not something I think I innately have a kookiness about me um, and I look for the light in things, but this is not something that came easily to me. It was because it's been practiced and I know it to work and I just want everybody to feel within themselves a light energy that makes this experience of being human just a little bit more joyful. And I do these things and I feel the same stress and burdens and sadness um, and grief. And as anybody else, this stuff works. And I think the more simple we make it, the better our system likes it. We don't have to be constantly up and stressed or in a constant like delta state, flat out, no feeling. That'd be boring anyway, wouldn't it? We have an, an, an up and down, ebb and flow, expansion, contraction that goes on. We, you know, as humans, we live a life of contrast. Um, but that contrast can be pretty amazing too. Truth be told, we have to remember that we're responsible for our own alignment, happiness, and feeling connected. No one else can do that for you, which is both a blessing and a challenge because it would be so easy to delegate that now, wouldn't it? But then you wouldn't be able to feel the absolute pride in self and experience the expansion of your soul and the raising of frequency of your own human self if you didn't do all the work for you, actually. It can be fun to connect with other people who are doing that, but you ultimately, your soul chose you. So, you know, enough dancing around this, you owe it to your soul to look at it and say, how can I help you? How can you? I help you help me connect to joy? <laughs> uh, because it is very much a reciprocal process. 
And there is, like I said before, there is magic in the world, but <laughs> there's no magic wand. And once you know that, you actually feel like, oh, this isn't as much because you're not waiting for anybody to save you. You're not waiting for someone to take the burdens away. I feel like when I work with people, I'm not taking their burdens from them. I'm honoring them. I'm respecting them. I'm giving voice to them and sometimes helping them to understand what they're still feeling and why it could be in their way that they're hanging on to something. But I'm not taking them for them because that would be disrespectful as everyone is responsible for their own soul's journey. But you know what? I'm so willing to shine that flashlight so that everyone can feel there is glee, there is joy, there is silliness and have the ability to live life the majority of the time in that love and that energy and a true curiosity about this process. So if you have been feeling the, the burnout or the exhaustion or any of the things that I talked about in the beginning, pause, rest, um, assess, and then decide how you are going to pick three things and they can be completely different to what I suggested. You're in charge of you, as I've said, um, and pick those things. You know, maybe you can do one for your mind, one for your body and one for your spirit. And that can be your you know, protocol for the next month or so, because then it'll become habit. Because while there are going to be times where we have to expend a little bit more physical energy than is normal in our, our existence, we are capable of that and we are built for that even. And if we can take the burdensome energy of um, feeling like we have to push through everything and give it a little bit of space and allow ourselves to honor and respect the mind, body, spirit, and listen to that intuition the experience of burnout would be less because most of the time the system just wants to be heard. Thank you for listening. Please listen to yourself and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. I'm so grateful to have you here. It's like a gift to me every week. And speaking of gifts, did you know that you can purchase gift certificates on my website? vickybaird.com for yourself, for others. You can purchase coaching packages and gift those out. So please head on over to vickybaird.com and purchase your electronic gift certificates. <laughs>